Hi, I'm Tay. And I'm Emily. And this is Raised on Reality. A comedy rewatch podcast where two friends talk and snark. Mostly snark. About the reality shows that raised us. This is Shiny Happy People, part one and two. This week, we have recorded our episode on Alyssa and Jess's wedding. And that will be released sometime, probably next week, if we get through this. But this week, afterwards, we were just like, you know what? We do need to sit down and just get our thoughts out on Shiny Happy People because I just want to do it while it's fresh. And, you know, not wait like a couple weeks and, you know, bring it all back. Yeah, because it's on everybody's mind. There's a lot of like new information on Reddit and everything that I read Mm -hmm. about to prepare. So yeah, it's very fresh on everybody's mind. Everyone wants to talk about it. So yeah, exactly. Like a lot of stuff was touched on and it was great, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of stuff that I was like, well, hold on. I have so many more questions. Yeah. What did you think of the overall production? I thought they did a really good job. They did say on Reddit, one of the producers did an AMA and she was like, yeah, we're really trying to get a season two because there's so much more we need I to cover. I saw that. Somebody was like, why didn't you even touch the baits? And then she says, yeah. honestly, honestly, we didn't have time. And then she wrote all caps, season two. Yeah. So hope, I mean, I was hopeful in the beginning. So I'm glad that it's a docuseries and not a documentary because a documentary yeah. is kind of standalone. Not that there could, couldn't be a sequel, but this is nice because it can set up for a new season. Yeah. I'm glad like all of the victims got to share what they were comfortable with and the people who were raised in Bill Gothard's teaching and were affected by it got to share their stories. Yeah, exactly. So I really liked the whole thing overall. I think that a lot of people were very, the people in it had a lot to say and were very informative. Mm -hmm. However, I do think Well, I just think that they could have done a lot more. And I think they could have asked a lot more different questions to everybody. And um, I think they're just scratching the surface, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, certain episodes were more deeply digging in. Some episodes were juicier than others, I guess. Yeah. With like the tea and the content. But I also, I still think it was just scratching the surface. Because it would bring up a lot of stuff that we already knew. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because right when I first started watching it, um, my mom texted me because I like text her like, it's up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, how's it? You no, know, how is it so far? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, episode one, I was like, it's great. But I mean, it's just I mean, it's it's really good, but it's nothing I didn't really know because I'm crazy and know too much about this cult. But I thought so, too. I was like, I already know all this. Right. And I was, Taylor already knows all this. Right. And I was but, like, but it's the first episode. I was only like half an hour in. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, but I did enjoy it. And I am glad that we have been provided it. Me too. And I'm glad that it spread awareness to a lot of people that didn't know. Like, um, I was talking to Scott's sister about it and she watched the Duggars and like follows a few of the girls on Instagram. But we were talking about the documentary and she was like, what's the IBLP? And I was like, oh, you need to watch. Yeah. There's so much. Sometimes I'll like bring it up to my mom and mm-hmm. she'll be like, the what? I'm like, I tell you this all the time. Keep <laughs> up. No, I'm kidding. Exactly. But like, if you're going to ask me about it, you got to remember these terms. 
<laughs> that was something in this documentary that they had talked about. They're like, Bill Gothard loved, he loves a, what they call an it? Acronym. Acronym. I was going to say anagram. Over, yeah. yeah. Literally, there was one in that um, Q&A that the producer did. She said, I wish we could have talked about these prisons, I guess. And one is called Arizona, but she put it in all caps. I'm like, that has got to be probably, it's probably an acronym. It's in all caps. Second, like that has got to be the longest acronym I've ever heard. <laughs> Anyway, but we won't get ahead of ourselves. All right. So we're going to start from the very beginning, from episode one. What did you think of? I mean, again, episode? episode one was a lot of, yeah, I know this. Like this is, they're just mm-hmm. kind of presenting. It was called Meet the Duggars for a reason. And yeah. it was a lot of Amy and Deanna and Jill and Derek mm-hmm. talking about just how the Duggars came up in pop culture. And it was actually very eye-opening because... I play, I mean, I've been following them since the specials. I've been doing the work. I know the research. I know the mm. tea and the secrets. Like, it's not new to me. Yeah. However, I just, I didn't think about how at some point, to an extent, that they were kind of discovered when he was running for office because yeah. they had, you know, gotten media attention, obviously, because he was running for government office. So I didn't know that that is what led to a parent's magazine article which then led to Discovery picking them up for documentaries. Like I didn't think about, or I didn't know about the Parents magazine. Yeah, I knew it was a a picture that um yeah they were at the pole booths and they took a picture and then they were mm-hmm. like, whoa, these are all your kids. Interesting. Yeah. And they're all like very well behaved and yeah. So I guess we should get into. They had Jim and Bobby Holt speaking, which. Recently, it has come out that Bobby has been granted a like 10 year protection restraining order sort of protection. Mm -hmm. I can't think of the second word, like protection plan or something against Jim for abuse. Mm -hmm. And it's her and the kids. So that was really disheartening and such a shame that that happened because they were really putting themselves out on the line to yeah. be in this documentary and I was really happy about that because they did a lot they shared a lot of good secrets and stuff another thing I didn't know is I always thought that it, you know everybody says grandma Mary pointed them towards Gothard after they were married and that still could be true but Jim said that he and Jim Bob that's mm-hmm. so weird Jim and Jim Bob yeah had attended these seminars together I think in high school so, I mean, that doesn't mean that Mary didn't, you know, get them back into it, but that was interesting to hear that Jim Bob had been involved to an extent with Bill Gothard before. Yeah, when Jim and Bobby spoke that and like with the juxtaposition of Jill and Derek speaking, like that raised a lot more questions for me about how so like someone's lying about what exactly Josh did. You think so? Well, because Jim Bob claims and the girls claimed on Megan Kelly, his victims were fully clothed and asleep and they didn't even know about it until Josh himself, the good guy that he is, went and confessed. And then Bob, Jim Holt was like, "Mm, no, that's not how that happened. And then Amy was like, yeah, Jill hit him. She she could have been asleep. Interesting. Yeah. And I read that somewhere before. I was like, no, Jill was awake. She hit him. Jana's the one that told the parents. Jill's the one that told the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it so many times. And I was like, what? Like, is that true? I mean, of course, these are media articles. Well, but- and I, I mean, I'd always heard, you know, Reddit, 
not like lore, but I mean, it was always a thing that Jill hit him or that Jill was the tattle, like he called her a tattletale. And um, like, that was like her personality and that she told on him and yada, 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 where, mm-hmm. you know, on Megan Kelly, Jill and Jess were like, oh no, we were wearing, we were asleep. We and didn't we were fully clothed. Right. We didn't know until our parents told us. And that was a lie. And I think even Jill owned up to it in this, but we will get to that then. But yeah, it really was interesting to hear what Jim Holt had to say about everything because he was the one, I mean, they confirmed that and we knew that Josh was more or less dating Kaylee, the oldest daughter. Yeah. And that I think they had planned to court. So in this documentary, Jim said, Jim Bob confessed to them about Josh's confessions Mm -hmm. and they basically said, you know, were you not going to tell Kaylee about this? Mm -hmm. And because this is when they had proposed courting and Michelle said, well, no, he was going to confess that, you know, once they were married and Jim was like, so you're just going to dangle our daughter like a carrot to get him to behave. And that's when Jim Bob was like, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. So unfair to her. That, like, in the beginning, there were so many other moments, but that was, like, the first moment. I mean, of many. Maybe not the first moment, but in this documentary when I was like, all right, fuck Jim Bob. I'm so done with Jim Bob. Mm -hmm. And I was always done. I never liked Jim Bob. He's disgusting. I've always found him disgusting. But this has brought a lot of points and a lot of new stuff out where I'm just completely, no, I don't fuck with him. I'm disgusted. Jim Bob has all the worst qualities of politician, narcissist, conservative, judgmental, Christian yep. speaker. Like all of the worst qualities put Bingo. together. You'd probably argue he has the best qualities. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a big revelation for me, them confessing to the Holtz. And after that, Jim Bob calls Jim up and is like, hey, I'm going to take Josh over to the state troopers to confess. Do you want to go with us? And Jim's like, well, heck, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Not heck yeah, but he was like, yeah, I want to come. Let's go. And they go and they meet with this man, the sheriff, this trooper. And Josh confesses. And the guy is basically like, all right, thanks for telling me. You know, it's wrong. If you do it again, you'll have to come back. I'm going to let you go this one time. Um, and Jim Holt is like, later on, I found out that was pretty much all set up by Jim Bob. Yeah. Like, you know, he'd called ahead. And that was another thing that I was like, I knew, I mean, like, I knew that was a thing and I knew about that, but just like hearing it in somebody else's words, like actually hearing it, Mm -hmm. hearing it from the horse's mouth. Right. Is completely different than just, you know, knowing, you know, seeing it and reading about it and. Yeah. And I really wish Jill had said, I I totally get that she doesn't want to talk about it, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Completely understandable. But for my own selfish entertainment purposes, I wish like she had said a little more like, yeah, I had to lie in that Megyn Kelly interview. This part was not true. This is what actually happened. I agree because I think they gave her, they let her off really easily and that's fine. You know, as Derek said, when they were when she would talk about stuff, he was like, only what you're comfortable with. I understand that. But for her to be able to talk about it, but then not give specifics was kind of, as a viewer, was just a little bit like a carrot dangled. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to talk about it, at least clear the air, maybe, and mm-hmm. tell the truth. Hey, 
And Amy too and um, Jill were like, yeah, we kind of had to downplay it. And other people said that too. Like they kept using the word downplay. They had to downplay yeah. the abuse. But there's a difference between downplaying and flat out lying. Exactly. Like, if if they were awake, which they had to be for Jill to hit him. Right. That's a flat out lie. Well, and for it to be them to say it was just the one time where Jim Holt said it had been gun kind of when he was 12 but it also sounded like it had happened also more recently Mm -hmm. when they turned him in yeah and so that makes me think that they allowed it to happen even more or not allowed it but that it had continued because obviously they had not done anything about it yeah and two things that really bothered me too like just rehashing from the Megyn Kelly interview that you know now it well Back then, even I could tell it was very scripted, and oh, yeah, Chad Gallagher set up a whole thing. But I could tell somebody planted in their heads, like, now here's what we really want to focus on A, you are more victimized from having the tabloids release it than you ever were from Josh. Yes, and two, people are calling him a child molester and a rapist, and that is not true. Like, laugh about that, call that a a complete far out Mm -hmm. lie. And Jessa kind of did when she was like, kind of laughing as she was saying that she was like that is so far out and a complete lie mm-hmm. looking very smug and I like I feel so bad that- some other man who doesn't know them and doesn't know their story put that in their head and I think like when you repeat that to yourself and to others over and over and over again you start to believe that it's true mm-hmm. well definitely because happened. they'd been told and it had been spoken about for years oh they were asleep you were asleep you don't remember right yeah you were asleep mm-hmm and you were close and mm-hmm, you remember that right and we don't talk about it it's fine it's all under Josh has changed yeah so that's why it was like when it came back it's like oh your enemy is the tabloids and whoever released the story it is not Josh Josh you have made amends with Josh mm-hmm. so that's not what this interview is about well, so there never, there never would have been tabloids to release if Josh hadn't done that so exactly you know, it is exactly I want to talk about Amy okay I surprisingly thought she did a good job. I thought she was useful in this. I mean, not super useful, but it wasn't egregious. Mm -hmm. Except I don't know why she had to have her husband there. He (laughs) was just, he didn't need to speak. He didn't need to speak at all. But anytime he spoke, I literally was like, shut up. This is not about you. Fuck you. Like, oh my God, he was so annoying. He was like, what are pantaloons? Like, shut up. That's not what this is about. Not at all what this is about. Like, we all know what pantaloons are because- Probably mostly a female audience, but. Well, I mean, I know pantaloons from like costumes, but they, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like who cares? It's pantaloons. Anyway. And by the time she got married, she was already like on the outs with the Duggars, right? Right. So he has, I don't know why he cares so much. He seems like a fame, not a fame whore. He seems like a fangirl. Yeah. No, not really. But I just thought it was odd that he, you know, acted like he was so involved when he had nothing to do with it. But yeah. it was pretty egregious for Amy to be like, I grew up on camera. Like, girl, you were 21. <laughs> did like, she really you did not. That? Yeah, she said, I, I grew that. up on camera. I'm like, wait, that was Amy, not Jill. Excuse me? <laughs> that was the only thing I was like, okay, sit down, calm down, take a seat. But I did think it was very interesting to go with, like, we're talking about all the different ways that everybody has told the stories of molestations. Deanna was like, Deanna, Jim Bob's sister, I liked her interviews. I Mm -hmm. am hot and cold about her, but for the most part, I mean, I like 
she has a lot of knowledge and I like, I think she's got a pure heart, whatever that means. You know what I mean? She's not crazy. She basically was like, I wanted to reach out or what did she say? Like, I, c- I couldn't reach out and I couldn't comfort when everything came out oh, again. Yeah. I couldn't comfort my nieces because I, I just, they, I wasn't being, the, we weren't being told the truth and I didn't yeah. know what the truth was, which I don't think that could have, should have stopped her from reaching out. And maybe she did, but you know. I think she did, but they were so still under that umbrella of authority yeah. that like, well, our dad said we have to say this and we're fine. Right. And then I didn't mention this, but the sheriff that, or troop, state trooper, whatever, that Josh confessed to is now serving even more time than him for the same CCM allegations. And <laughs> yeah, they mentioned that in the Megan Kelly interview. Oh, literally. I yeah, need to Megan, go back and watch. That was um, one where I was like. Megan I just Kelly. was so mad at that time. I didn't watch it because I was just like, I couldn't get, it I didn't brutal. want, it was awful. It was very like, brutal. It was brutal. And I, not that I was in defense of the Duggars. I was absolutely not. But I was just like, why do I want to watch this? I don't want to see them defending them because I know it was just going to be so squeaky clean and scripted. So I haven't yeah. seen the whole whole thing. I've only seen parts, bits and pieces. Basically, basically at the very end of the interview, and not go oh, somewhat somewhere towards the end when they already talked about like Josh confessed and um, we went to the state trooper to make things right with the law. She was like, and that state trooper, the one that is serving 12 years in prison also for similar things. And they were basically like, so. Oh God. Like, oh God. Lift the rug up and sweep that right underneath it too. Yeah. They're like, well, they would be like, well, that was after. Or we didn't know, you know, yeah. no, yeah. Jim Bob, that was your little buddy that you planned all this with yes. <sighs> these people. So let's, should we say that was episode one? Yeah. Okay. Cause I was like, I could talk, I could keep talking about this, but I don't think yes. we have the time. <laughs> so the next episode opened with kind of a continuation of explaining the mel- melon, the Megan Kelly interview. Mm-hmm. And Jill said, they, Jill basically said that they were not forced, but kind of maybe coerced. Jill was nice about it. She was like, you know, I did volunteer. I felt obligated. And Derek was like, it was a suicide mission. Right. It was not voluntary. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Jill, so why didn't you do anything, Derek? And then for a second, I was like, I wonder why Jana didn't do it. Because Jana wasn't married and didn't have the protection. I don't know. But, you know, it was just like, of course, it was the married daughters. Mm-hmm. And she said too, like, you know, it goes back under that, goes back to that umbrella. Like, mm-hmm. I had to do what my dad said. And this one, I think, also talked, this episode was about how in the IBOP are all given those like gifts, like all the women oh, are yeah. prophets and all the men are prophets. And Jill was like, yeah, it was mercy giver. Yeah. I could definitely tell. Jill, do you remember your, uh, <laughs> your gift? Your gift. She's like, and that was funny. She was like, oh, yeah. And she laughed about it. And that was just, it's almost heartbreaking though. Mercy giver, if you think about it. As a it's victim. manipulation. It's like yeah. praising her like, oh, you're so wonderful. You have this great gift because you can bear everybody else's burden. We're going to put everything on you. Yes. Manipulation. Yep. To the highest extent. Yeah. But yeah, so she was coerced. And that begs the question. I want to know, I want Jessa to say, I don't want Jessa to talk, but I want Jessa to talk. Because I feel like I know what she would say. So that's why I don't want her to talk. But I want to know her thoughts on that. Because it was her and Jill. I don't think Jessa has changed her mind on anything. 
I don't either. I don't know if she's, I think, I don't want to assume too much, but I wonder if she's still financially dependent. I just, I don't know enough, but that was always kind of what I assumed because she and Ben were very much involved, like no matter what they were involved Mm -hmm. in the show. Oh, was the financial stuff for the show, was that episode two or three? Three. Okay, well, good. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say about that too. <laughs> yeah. So they basically, in episode two, they also went into the kind of metrics. I would, metrics? I don't know about that. Basically explained the homeschooling, the ATI, Advanced Training Institute, and IBLP homeschooling. And this is where we got a lot more, or we got the ex IBLP survivors. And <laughs> this is so bad. I feel like I wrote my favorites. <laughs> I mean, not my favorites, but I really enjoyed hearing um Lindsay Williams she had the pink hair yeah he had some good stuff to say I really enjoyed Chad Harris yeah um and I really liked Heather Heath and I think I hope I I wonder if that's her married name because I was gonna say what person would name their daughter Heather Heath it's funny because I actually knew a girl named Heather Heath in college oh really it wasn't her (laughs) oh yeah but I liked what they they had like good senses of humor and stuff and I really enjoyed Lindsay especially because she talked about like the headquarters Mm -hmm. and Bill Gothard making them feel like if she she was like in headquarters was the shit yeah if you got invited to headquarters you were doing something really right Mm -hmm. and Ginger talked about that in her book too that the all the girls one day like found a blonde wig in a mall and they all tried it on and they were like we're ready for headquarters like (gasps) that's hysterical and so scary yeah, and maybe I, I do need to finish her book. I always wondered if Erin Bates was trying to get into headquarters because she had that those like curls that Bill Gothard specifically wanted, and mm-hmm. she had a freaking cake for him at her own wedding. So I always wondered if some of the some of the Duggars or Erin like were actually really trying to get into headquarters. But theory is, I, I think Bill Gothard didn't want them in headquarters because then they would see all the sketchy stuff, and that was just. That would be too much. Back and they were too powerful. Mm-hmm. I think their their families, they needed them too much. Yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. So, oh, for episode one, I was going to say, do you think Kaylee was the Jane Doe number, is it five? Oh, maybe. That they say the babysitter. I just, I don't want to get into it. I don't, because I'm not trying to expose anybody I don't agree with exposing the victims it it was very unfortunate that the Duggars were exposed but that's just how it went and it was pretty much already like it's not surprising I don't think so but I do feel bad for whoever the babysitter was because they really didn't do anything for her it sounds like right yeah Josh called her and apologized like no you call a babysitter and apologize because like the kids were misbehaving or didn't go to bed on time or something. That's not something you just call the babysitter and apologize for and move on. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was also not Amy because Amy would have not stayed quiet at all. Yeah. No. And Deanna would not have. No. No. That was another thing in the first episode. I liked how Deanna was like, we were raised missionary Baptist. We didn't get to go to dances. I didn't get to do a lot of stuff. And so that's, she's like, the antithesis kind of of Jim Bob you know she grew up that way and she wanted different for Amy so she gave Amy you know whatever she could and I don't think Amy's spoiled I don't sometimes I feel like she could be but I don't 
not that that has anything to do with it, but you know, sometimes when you're like, I just wanted better for them, you can tend to spoil them. And I don't think that's the case with Amy. So that's good. But I like, I appreciated that Deanna said that. And I think it was really interesting because it's like Jim Bob could have done that. And, but now he was a man and he had an ego. Yep. Yep. Politician mindset. How Mm -hmm. um, more powerful can I go? But yeah, Amy always, um, the relationship of Amy and the Duggar kids kind of reminded me of me and my neighbors. Cause really, yeah, just cause, um, I wasn't raised like my dad's Jewish and my mom's like grew up Christian, but isn't really anymore. So we didn't really have any religious education growing up. Right. There's no structure. Yeah. And then my neighbors, they had five kids and the older ones definitely, well, the older, the older girl is like, she was the only girl for a while, definitely took care of the younger ones. And they went to church a lot. They tried to get me to go to church with them. And that was kind of my only religious education was going to church with them. And yeah, they, they did have like really strict rules. And I was like, kind of envious of that almost. I was like, hmm, my family doesn't do this as a family and go to church as a family and go on. Well, it's because probably from your point of view, you're like, oh, they're, they like really appreciate each other. You know, the toxic thing that people think about the Duggars, it's, well, they really love each other. I would, I want that for my family. Mm -hmm. They seem to really get along and they have a wonderful family bond and relationship and they all are, you know, just like that. Yeah. I could see that. When the couple, the oath outs came up, I thought they were siblings. Yeah. Sorry to them. But they seemed cute. They were both homeschooled. And she was like, you can spot homeschool kids from a mile. Which is funny to me because if they were both homeschooled, like they had, they had to have like learned and grown grown together in the outside world. And they seem very normal now. Yeah. Let's see. What do you have for episode two? Episode two, what really stood out to me was the wisdom booklets and how, yes. like she said, you were learning slut shaming instead of math. And I wish and they then, had gone into that more because at one point they're like, and that was a school year. That was a whole grade. I'm like, wait, you know, what? What was? You know, I need you to outline this for me. If you're going to say it, I need like the full explanation because it was just kind of confusing. Yeah. Like that was their whole time. I, I know I've seen them use other books like Michelle used, what's it called? Sings, sing spell, right? Yeah. Books. And I know that the Bates used and they transferred to a Becca homeschooling Uh because I've always remembered that from, I'm not quite sure, but. I know I've seen Kelly get out a periodic table and she was like using it with Carlin. So I was like, okay, they have something there at least. Yeah. But. I don't um, know what it is, but. (laughs) Yeah, they go, they go through like the, can you spot the eye traps in these pictures? And then like that voice, like that's the Michelle voice. And then you mm-hmm. get a clip of Michelle having everybody around the kitchen table. And she's like, now everyone go to page three in your wisdom booklet. Yeah. Oh, I like who was the girl that was like, she was a cheerleader. I know she can yell. She, can yell. <laughs> she probably just, my excuse, not that she ha- deserves an excuse, but for me, I'm like, she just probably doesn't have a voice left. Not figuratively, but like literally probably has no voice. Yeah, because even when she's in labor, it was like very meek and mild. Yeah, not even meek. It's just like, why would she waste it? True. Yes. Yeah, so there's the homeschooling and the girls are learning eye traps and a lot of fear tactics. So many fear tactics. Yeah. Oh, and it was like, you can't play the game of life because you can't fit all your quiver. Yeah, I was going to say that. And that I was, was like, game. I feel so- like I've played it 
one time where I just kept going with my friend and I was like one the mom's in one car the dad's in the other car and then I'm like and then a siblings in the net you know it's just like play it how you live not that I'm like demanding they play the game of life but I was like I really think you could have found some ways around that I think so but mm-hmm. that board game that they did have to play looked absolutely terrifying I know it was I like know. and if you do this you go straight to hell and this is straight to hell and this is what hell looks like like and the pits of peril and yeah the river of sod just like what the fuck is going through Bill Gothard's goddamn head he I mean just using fear as a that man is absolutely I mean we knew we know he's disgusting I think he is he's got to be like autistic and I'm sorry I'm not trying to call out autistic because I think everybody's on some part of the spectrum I know I am (laughs) me I know so are we like my sisters and I we don't joke about it but like we kind of do it's just like oh yeah that's to an extent but so I think because I think everybody's on it you know they have their quirks but I think he is just a freak and somebody who was untreated for some kind of autism or ADHD you know just something or just a misogynist and a narcissist which I mean like obviously but he was just a man who was never told no Mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna call him like smart or genius but like you don't form the legacy that he has without you know being a little bit intuitive and having a little bit of smart Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say but you know what I mean yeah like unfortunately I'm not trying to glorify him at all but it's just it's very curious I think and this is like completely disgusting but he's a disgusting man I think he gets off on the torture of children Oh, absolutely. And the infantilization of women. Yes. Let's talk about the spanking. A lot of things in this documentary, a lot of stuff in this documentary really put me on edge and really creeped me out. But one of the things that I had to, I literally put my hands over my eyes. I had to watch through my fingers. It was was, so uncomfortable. It was the most uncomfortable thing I've seen in this whole documentary. Well, possibly, at least so far. Yeah, they know what scene we're they know what scene we're talking about. We don't even. Yeah. Well, it was the they played the recording of I guess one of the seminars, and that man said, "Can I borrow a child, a little boy?" And everyone was laughing. The laughter, the laughter made my blood boil. What is this? Luckily, though, on on Reddit, the producer said that they talked to that little boy and that he's okay. Like, oh, thank God. He thank got help. God. That was absolutely yeah. the most disgusting thing. So, and if you, I mean, you have watched it, obviously, if you're listening to this, but I mean, just the way that he says, All right, now give daddy a hug. And then he does, he's like, Son, that wasn't a good hug. You're going to get spanked more. I was seething. And he would, got like, that man was smiling so much. I, I really, he got his jollies. I think so. I think that it, that is the definition of getting your jollies and everybody fucking laughed like mm-hmm. it was a fucking comedy routine. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. And then Chad was talking about how like, yeah, I was like beat senselessly for an hour and everyone, and the church everyone laughed and everyone laughed and it was like a funny story. Everyone laughed. Yeah, he was beat senselessly by his mother he's like my mother was the biggest abuser she would yell at us she would beat us she beat me in the children and children's in the church bathroom one sunday 
for an hour. And our family friend said like, oh, she she was like, I'm trying to break his will. Well, like the family friend was like, I don't know why you have to hurt that sweet boy. Mm -hmm. And his mom said, I'm, he needs to have his will broken. And, and then he, Chad explains it, you know, was told time and time again. It was like a family, it's like a funny family story. Just sick. So sick. And something that really, really. And it sounds so duggery, but it makes my heart ache so much for the people who are victims of parents who were in this cult with no money and the money that they did spend was on the cult and couldn't feed their children because they saw the Duggars doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because it was being glorified Mm -hmm. and yet they were people who were just living their poor children starving to death because mm-hmm. their parents thought that they could be, I don't know, you know, whatever they were sucked into. Mm-hmm. And, so you, and it was more have, important than their children. Yeah. And Gothard's teachings, like, well, if you don't have any money, you know, you, you pray about it, you keep having more children and God will take care of you. Like, that's my problem. Right. And I looked up some more of Bill Gothard's teachings in prep for this, and that's his same views on slavery. He thinks that if the slaves had just prayed that the Civil War could have been avoided, and that was probably in their history books. Jesus Christ. That's, Isn't that that? That is dark. That is dark-sided. Yes. Yes, and we did the modesty. Oh, how about the Disney bonfire? Oh, my gosh. It does. It checks out because you know, I remembered Jana and John David had Mickey and Minnie cakes on their birthday that Michelle made, mm. and they looked really good. Or maybe Grandma Duggar made them. I don't remember. But I always remember like that's one of those things that like a picture that they show mm-hmm. all the time throughout the show, or on and off of the Mickey mm-hmm. and Minnie cakes that look really delicious. I hope they hope they repented for that. I know. And Jill said, Mickey cakes. Yeah. Jill said, like, was it Jill or Amy saying we burned everything? Like Disney, Mm -hmm. probably just all the kids' stuff that they had before really digging into and like digging their heels into Gothard. Yeah. So right after they went to Disneyland, I guess. Um, I think it was before. Oh, really? I think it was like, I don't know, actually, but But I do think it was before that. Maybe because when they did go to Disneyland, they they did look very uncomfortable. Yeah. They were like, dad, why, why are we here? We're, we're going to burn in hell. Dad, we got to get out of here. I see a picture with something that says magic on it. Yeah. Um, And they, they didn't really, well, I mean, like they went on a few rides and stuff, but I don't think they. Right. It was more of a history lesson. Yeah. I think, yeah. This was when they were also talking about how like cabbage patch dolls were made from. Yes. The warlock and Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. It was Xavier Smith, I think. Xavier Roberts. Oh, he's from Cleveland. That's why the hospital's in Cleveland. Oh. Shout out to the um, Babyland General. That's a really fun place to go. Yeah. My sister said I was adopted there. Really? When, yeah. When I was like five, um, she was like, hey, you were adopted from Cabbage Patch Land. <laughs> I have a doll. I did the ceremony. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. When, well, I was like two, but... Oh, 
but I mean, it was like when we, when I was little and we would have like outings or something we'd for like a family day or something, or mm-hmm. we'd take like people out of town there Aww. and it was really funny. It's just, it's a fun, interesting, weird, I think it's more probably nostalgic for me, but it also is just like a weird, funny place that exists. Yeah. So if you're ever in um, Georgia, you need to go. But yeah, so they thought Xavier Roberts was a warlock. <laughs> And that every time a Cabbage Patch doll came off the conveyor belt, he cursed it with the devils. <laughs> I don't know, probably because he signed their butts, but I don't know. And it was just, that's just funny to me. And that was a funny moment when Derek asked Jill about it. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. We weren't allowed to have them. But another thing that makes me laugh is thinking about, so on Facebook, somebody that I've been following forever do you follow Duggar Family News? Life is not all pickles and hairspray. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, she's known as pickles and hairspray or just pickles. pickles. And I mean, I just thought fo- I've been following her because she was kind of my Reddit before I really got onto Reddit. Yeah, same. Because I also had, I am coming out as a blog owner. I have a Duggar blog on Tumblr that was pretty successful for a while. And that was like also my Reddit before Reddit. Yeah. So I got all my information from Pickles and and Tumblr. But the best part about the Cabbage Patch dolls is I'm trying to get photo evidence just to make sure that I'm not making this up. Um, something Pickles did on Halloween is she always would have like a Duggar costume kind of contest or people would always just send her pictures of them dressed up as the Duggars for Halloween, <laughs> like Michelle and Jim Bob. But the funny thing is, because I'm like, I want, I feel like I can see people who submitted pictures and I feel like they were holding Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> and that's all to say that the whole rant was to say that it's funny that they think that they're warlocks and cursed because I'm pretty sure people dress up like them for Halloween and carrying around Cabbage Patch dolls. That's hilarious. And yeah. Jim Bob like probably 100% believes the warlock thing. Oh, because they burn them all. <laughs> or they were never allowed to have them. Oh, anyway. And, okay. I can't find any um, pictures, but. And then they were asking Amy, like, were, were your cousins hit with rods? And she was like, they did encouragement. And she was like crying as she was saying this. So mm-hmm. I, said, I have questions about that too. It was not, you know, let's, you're in trouble. It's, do you need encouragement? do you need encouraging? All right, let's go get some encouragement. And that was something where I was like, Amy, what is, what if that's not, I mean, obviously she's can't be lying because there have to be signs, but it's also like, I'm not trying to defend them, but I don't know. It was just very vague. Yeah. And then I hate to bring up, I'll play her name out, but did you see the post where she was like, in that video of Josie, by the toilet saying like yeah. I would, instant obedience means and I could almost I know I've heard that somewhere else but she like apparently people think she had rod marks on her hand which could I mean maybe but I just I don't I thought the same thing I was like I, just, I don't know I just I, in my heart I don't want it to be that sinister me too. And she seemed very happy. She like, did. She so... didn't seem like she was like on the verge of tears or anything. She didn't. I don't. Right. And I'm not saying that that didn't happen to her ever. But I do think we don't need to make it harder. 
yeah it was hard enough to watch in the documentary we don't need to dig into that yeah I agree okay so that was all my notes for episode two yes yeah I don't don't have much else about episode two (laughs) episode two was the most uncomfortable I think yeah because it was basically like growing up gothard oh how about we also never talked about how gothard and everything it was so infantilized and don't let your sons change baby girl diapers because bill gothard would probably be tempted by that so therefore absolutely he's tempted by fucking curls he's disgusting i can't even go further mm. i wonder if when everything came out with josh i wonder if they're like oh, he's changed diapers just the fact that they let him hold his sisters mm-hmm. at all just at all is disgusting to me I mean, yeah, Josie, like, sat on his lap and everything after Michelle was... No. After Michelle was like, yeah, we don't we don't let the girls sit on the boys' laps. Mm-hmm. I know. You didn't really enforce that. It's like, well, now he's a dad, so he's different. No. He's an umbrella. More, now he has more victims. Yeah. Disgusting. And then, did you see the Duggar family statement, or the, Jim Bob and Michelle's statement about the... Oh, my God, this, the... Documentary. How about get your sons and daughters the fucking help they need, and then people won't need to roast you so bad. And they're like, it's it's all the far left's media's propaganda. Like it's a shame that Hollywood paints Christians to be this way. Like it's like Hollywood. Who Hollywood doesn't fucking care about you. It's, you guys did it's this. People in your own fucking backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's shameful. Shame on them death to all of them i'm just kidding <laughs> and i wonder i wonder what's going to come out like if there's going to be there's probably going to be more scandals i wonder what's going to come out like probably jed's going to be next because he's like gross so yeah such a mini jim bob that was so sad and annoying to see him defend his parents those comments did you see mm-hmm. yeah just sick mm-hmm. just sick people and He's liking comments on Jill's page about her new book. And he's liking comments that are like, Jill, you're hurting your parents. Like, this yeah. is vulnerable. He's liking those comments. Like, Jed, you are not victimized by Josh. She you're, was. Yeah. You're disgusting. You lost your bid for whatever campaign. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Mm-hmm. He has and no treat right. your wife better. Yeah. He has no right. No, absolutely not. So that was the first two episodes and just to be able to get, you know, dig deeper into everything, we're going to split them up by two. Yeah. I'm not going to do, let's not do like the, what we've learned. Cause I don't want to cheapen yeah. this because this was a really hard thing for some people, I believe. And yeah. I take it very seriously and I don't want to demean anything. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm glad Again, like people got to tell their stories who mm-hmm. wanted to. And I hope that it helps other people kind of recognize that they have people to go to if they want to mm-hmm. break free and yes, can share their story too. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So join us next time. We're going to be talking about the last two episodes, episodes four or three and four yes. of Shiny Happy People.